Have you ever wondered how not to get stale? If you've been doing what you've been doing for a really long time and you're really good at it, what we're going to talk about is how to stay curious versus comfortable. Hi, this is Shannon Waller and welcome to the Team Success Podcast. I had a really interesting experience a couple weeks ago where I was coaching this team and it was a relatively new team. <laughs> it's a startup. They were, they're growing incredibly quickly. People were from a number of different countries, which means they actually came from a number of different mindsets. And I gave myself a little bit of coaching before this particular event because every single thing I was coaching is something I had coached many, many, many times before. And if you're, you know, devoted to what you do and you put your time and your energy and attention, you're going to get pretty good at it. You know, especially if you're someone who's committed to a high quality standards, you're going to be really, really good. But there is a danger that goes along with that. And that danger is becoming too comfortable of doing what you've always done, of presenting things in exactly the same way and having the same conversations and not maybe being fully present when people are answering. So I really endeavored before this particular event to stay curious, not comfortable. And I love the word curious. Curious to me means I'm interested, I'm present, I'm wanting to learn more. It doesn't assume that I know everything already. It is completely not ego-based. I'm completely smitten with Cy Wakeman's book, No Ego. If you have not yet read that, please do. And she'll actually be on an upcoming podcast. I'm very excited when I do an author interview with her on No Ego. But it's wonderful to come from this curious standpoint because it allows you incredibly new insights. And that's exactly what happened when I was coaching this particular group. Our conversations did not go where I expected them to go. In fact, they went incredibly new places, new insights into I'm not going to say old concepts that I was coaching, but certainly ones that I was intimately familiar with and had been for 20 years came out of that. It was profound. It was interesting. It allowed me to include people who thought very differently than I did and had a very different background than I did. I think that had them feel much, much more included than they might have otherwise. It can be very easy when we know something works for a lot of people to impose it on a new audience. And just by the nature of being curious, what I discovered for myself, and I suspect it would be true for you too, is that allowed me to make connections I hadn't made before, to connect it with their experience, to make sure that you know, I say, okay, well, have you thought about it in this particular way? Or let me ask you a few more questions so I really understand where you're coming from. And that was an incredibly valuable experience. Again, the conversations went not where I expected them, which meant I didn't cover quite as much as I expected to. Truthfully, I do tend to put agendas that are too full together. So it wasn't necessarily a bad thing. But it really meant that we had an incredibly impactful, insightful, connected day, which was 100% the point. I learned a bunch of new things. And I love that. I actually go into coaching events hoping to learn, intending to learn, really. I don't just hope. I want to make that happen, which means I need to stay present. I need to stay interested. And I cannot assume that I know everything because I don't. One of the dangers, especially, again, if you're good at what you do, is that we can 
focus on being learned rather than learning. And it's a verb. You know, you want to keep yourself really, really present and just know that there's always a new iteration. There's always a new way of looking at something, a new way of articulating something, a new insight into something that you hadn't seen before. I was recently working on Dan Sullivan's quarterly book with him, and we were doing the strategy circle. The strategy circle is the foundational tool of strategic coach. It is the first tool that Dan ever created, actually. And there's a really fun story about how it came about. I would highly recommend you grab that. It'll be available shortly. And what was fun is he said, I actually have not gone back and talked about the strategy circle for eight hours, because that's how long it takes us to record, you know, the content that goes into the book. And he said, I really haven't gone back in 30 years to do this. And there's so much more here than even I saw from the beginning. And it's like, well, that's pretty neat. And I think that that's the possibility that's open to all of us. But if you don't have that spirit of curiosity, then that door is completely closed. And if it's closed, if you're comfortable, we risk becoming complacent. We risk becoming bored, which by the way, is super dangerous. A bored entrepreneur is a very, very, very dangerous creature. <laughs> You'll know this if you've ever gotten bored. What happens, you know, entrepreneurs tend to be really great firefighters. And when they're bored, they become arsonists. They start lighting fires just to have something to do. <laughs> Not the most productive way to do that. Team members who become bored really disengage. They're putting in the time, but not necessarily the effort and certainly not the mental energy or creativity that we count on them for. So again, being bored is not healthy. And it's so simple to bring ourselves back. And that is just to get curious, just to go, hmm, what don't I know? Or what's new? Or what does this person think about this particular idea? But again, it takes that willingness. It takes that commitment to growth. It takes that commitment to get out of ego and assume that you know everything and you're the hot shot and you've got the status and you've got the title and you've got the whatever office and, you know, whatever your pay grade is. It takes getting out of that to go, oh, what else could I learn? And, you know, as you get bigger, I love the analogy. I've heard it several times, so I don't know who to credit it to. But it's when you're young, there's how much you know, and that's kind of a small circle. And then what you don't know is around the outside of the circle. And then you get a little more knowledgeable and capable, and the circle gets bigger. And what you know on the inside gets bigger, but so does the circumference of the circle. And therefore, what you don't know also gets bigger, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so there's so much more we don't know, even as we become more knowledgeable with what we do know. So if you keep that spirit of humility, if you ask questions, and I'm, I'm really fond of people who come up with really great questions. So I wanted to give you some resources for this. One of them is the book, No Ego. One of the things she talks about is self-reflection is death to the ego. When you start reflecting on the situation, it's like, oh, what do I know here? What's true? What's not true? How am I thinking about this? One of Sai's question is, how can I help? Which I think is a great one in a situation where you might have been judgmental or dismissive of someone instead you ask how can I help you and what would great look like another fabulous question or even simply what's true do I know that for a fact to be true especially if you're getting judgmental about something so she's got a list of brilliant questions page 51 and 52 if you really want to go and grab the book Another one of my favorite books, and actually I got to hear a great interview between these two authors, is The Coaching Habit, Say Less, Ask More, and Change the Way You Lead Forever by Michael Bungay Stanier. Just a great book. He's got seven questions. 
Would you like to know what the questions are? I thought you might. Number one is, what's on your mind? And by the way, the context for this is like a 10-minute coaching conversation between a leader and a team member. So put yourself wherever you want to. Number two, and what else, or known as awe. Three, what's the real challenge here for you? Not just what's the challenge, what's the challenge here for you? Much, much more specific. Number four, what do you want? What do you actually want out of the situation? Number five, how can I help? Six, if you're saying yes to this, what are you saying no to? And seven, which he calls the learning question, which I love it, strategic coach, because we always ask this question at the end of the day, what was most useful or valuable for you out of this conversation? So those are great questions. And again, that's in the book, The Coaching Habit by Michael Bungay-Stanier. And this whole thing stems from this idea of growth. If you want to keep growing, if you do not want to get stale, if you're committed to not being complacent, then that's where this whole idea of being curious comes from. But it requires a commitment. And we talked about this in our quarterly book called The Four C's Growth Formula. And the four C's are really interesting. Number one is commitment. So you have to make this commitment to not be comfortable. You have to make this commitment to growth, commitment to not knowing, which for the almost the higher you get on the learning curve, the harder it is to actually do this, to be willing to have that quote unquote beginner's mind, to use that expression, to go back to the bottom of the learning curve can feel very challenging. It can feel like we're really risking a lot of what we've worked so hard to accomplish. However, if you want to keep yourself fresh and new and excited and joyous about the world, this is kind of how I know to do that. So have that commitment. And that will make it super easy, by the way, to stay curious. But the next phase is courage. And courage doesn't feel very good sometimes. It's the opposite of comfortable. It's the opposite of confident. And it takes courage to be able to ask a question when you think you're at the front of the room, you know, there's expression sage from the stage, to admit you don't know something or that there's more to learn that you haven't figured out yet can feel like it takes real courage. Now, I have to tell you, that's a feeling that you most likely have. It's also an experience that most of your audience will respect enormously. We are incredibly attracted to people who are in positions of knowledge and wisdom and authority when they are humble, when they are curious, when they ask questions, when we see that they don't necessarily know it all. And the term know it all is pejorative. It's not a positive one. So we respect that. So guess what? Other people will respect you too when you have the courage to say that. And then out of that, you develop a whole new set of capabilities. I was over the moon with some of the new insights that I got from this particular event that I was coaching with this amazing team. And new insights, as I said, into things that I thought I knew already. (laughs) But if I wasn't curious, I never would have discovered them. And then finally, that will give you an even new level of confidence, both in terms of what you've learned, but also in terms of that ability to be curious again, and to put yourself at the bottom of the learning curve and to be humble about what you know, and what you don't know. So I find it an incredibly energizing process, probably because I personally detest being bored. It is one of the most uncomfortable (laughs) feelings to me ever. And there's so much fun in figuring out what I don't know yet, you know, and testing stuff out on people and seeing how it lands and seeing if I can find a better way and seeing what their experience of this is and being open to that. And sometimes, by the way, it's very challenging to be open. 
I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a long conversation. But just appreciating that people's experience and mindset and history and who they were raised by and who influenced them in their growth and development could be completely different than me and my experience. So it just gives me a much deeper appreciation of other people. And I love it because it leads to new, I think, much more interesting conversations. If your conversations are stale, then I'm going to suggest that you use the ratio of one mouth to two ears and spend a lot more time listening than you are talking. Ask some great questions and then, you know, just be quiet for a little bit. Much deeper connections because we want to be with people who listen well and who ask questions that don't reflect back on their own experience, but actually, you know, are interested in what we have to say. And that leads to meaningful action. One of the things I was so delighted with was how powerful the group connected in that, you know, they had an enormous amount of strategic planning to do the next day, and they killed it. They just really got really, really far in terms of their process. And that was so exciting to me. And hopefully I contributed in a small way to their ability to do that because of the deep conversations that we had and how much we literally and figuratively got on the same page with regard to, you know, who they were and what they were up to in their teamwork. But again, unless I was curious, I realized I would have dampen certain conversations are not pursued it or just smooth something over but kind of really what that means is skipped over it but I didn't I stopped I listened I was present I hope I can do it again (laughs) just because you did it once doesn't mean it's a new habit but what that means for me is that again it was just a much richer experience not only for me but also for them so if you're really really good at what you do and you want to get even better, I'm going to suggest that you really focus on being curious and not just comfortable. I hope this conversation has been insightful and fun and illuminating for you. I know certainly the experience that led to this conversation was for me. If you have any questions or comments, please let me know at questions at strategiccoach.com. If you like this, you find it useful, please share and subscribe, and I'll talk to you soon on our next podcast. As always, here's to your team's success.